0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. I can go faster if it if it's working, but who knows? Okay, so let's dig into today's news. We're gonna we're gonna leave off the direct mail for just a day just to talk about some other stuff. <clears throat> and um first of all, I thought this was an interesting article by Ray Schultz, who's an old friend. Um password hassles. Consumers will give up on a site if they get too much hassle. <clears throat> and boy, is that ever true. The only one I put up with is my bank, and they are just, oh, annoying, I got to say. Uh, they wanted to change my password every few months. And, you know, there's no – The studies now show that that doesn't help at all <clears throat> in the security of the site. And as, you know, we find out every other week or so. When some site gets hacked for millions or hundreds of millions of, of accounts and their passwords, uh, it's not somebody trying to guess your password that's the problem. It's somebody hacking the, the, the server that you're logging into and getting all the passwords. That's the, that's the risk. So whether you had a three-character password or a 400-character password, it wouldn't matter because they, they hack the servers. They don't fake out your one password. Just that's just not that's, not that's not worth the time. Okay, but anyway, past word frustrations are driving potential customers away and maybe costing businesses money. Yeah, we were we're still part of a, a buying group sort of a thing, a cooperative, we'll call it. And you know, the I just gave up. I gave up the site. I don't buy anything on it because it was just too hard. I I used to scream at the screen, I'm a customer. Let me in. And because of that buying group, I was not buying at Land's End for a while. This is a Land's End, of course. Fleece right now I'm wearing. Um, I'm a Leica. Let's see. I started buying from Land's End when I was in college. So that was about 75. Let's say 76. So what's that? 40 years? Something like that? (laughs) 45 years. I'm a lifetime value customer of Land's End. But for about 10 years, I skipped Land's End and went to some others because of this buying group. And uh, guess what? When I came back to Land's End, my password was still good. Same password, same everything, got me logged right in. They knew who I was. They kept track of me. But uh, so many sites just throw you away as if you are a commodity. And I throw those sites away. So 55% said they've stopped using a website because of an error-prone password process. I'm not so sure error prone is it, but when they force you to put in, you know, I have, now I have autofill with um, LastPass, and it puts in letters and characters and all this string of nonsense, and um, even then it doesn't it doesn't follow the password rules of a site, you know, about two-thirds of the time. So you got to add a plus sign or something else, not that you're reading the thing anyway. You just want to save it with LastPass. But So I don't know if it's the error-prone process as much as it is the annoyance of a site thinking they're smarter than you and thinking that they have to give you a a secure site when nine times out of ten, they're going to get hacked anyway and lose all the passwords from a backdoor. And about two-thirds, and I'm making these statistics up, I want you to know, about two-thirds of the time, it's it's an inside job. That's why on our list system, we would always have a secret couple of seeds that went to like my house that would go in no matter who pulled the list, no matter how the list was pulled. Anybody who pulled a list, these secret seeds got put in. So you couldn't turn them off. There was just no off switch. Why? Because it's always an inside job. And so if somebody works for you and is disgruntled and they steal the mailing list on a thumb drive and walk out the door with it and then start selling it across who knows where, uh, those lists would still be in there and that and that was a part a big part of how we kept track I mean that, that was the kind of security that's what you call thoughtful security not just an infinitely long password 92 percent will leave us a, a, will leave a site instead of recovering or resetting their login yeah I don't usually do that I will try to get a new password but Uh, More than, uh, this has got to be a wrong statistic. And I love this, you know, Ray, again, my my math teacher in high school would mark you down. It's only 600, it's only 600 responses. So when you get into thousands, that doesn't even make hardly any sense. But anyway, 87.5% have been locked out. That sounds way too low. I've been locked out. I get locked out like every other day from somewhere. Uh, usually, it's because I mistyped it, so and that's why I like saved passwords. I don't like a site that doesn't let me save a password and, and let my computer remember it. That is the worst. So anyway, that said, it doesn't take much of an obstacle, this is my point, of an obstacle to knock you out of, of care. This whole idea of a relationship with a brand or a relationship with a vendor or merchant, that's nonsense. You know, I'm trying to buy a shirt. If I can't buy a shirt on your site, then you know what? I can find another shirt. <laughs> I don't need you at all. Now, I might come back because I like Glanzan and their Wisconsin company, but I don't need you. I I, I don't have a relationship with you. you. You meet a need of mine. And if you stop meeting a need or if you give me just a little bit of friction uh, and I just Connected with the author of the book, Friction. And uh, I did a story of his last week, I think. And um, Scott Adams really likes that book, Friction. But if there's just a little bit of friction, then, and you can look it up. I think that's just the name of it, the title, Friction. Uh, If there's just a little bit of friction, man, it'll stop you. That's why walls work. That's why locks work. They're not impenetrable. They're just friction, right? Right. It's so all it is. It's a little bit of resistance. It's a little bit of hassle. and And so if you think the greatness of your brand will overcome any friction you put up for your consumers, you're nuts. Okay? And that's why mail is great because we eliminate the friction of having to remember to go to the site. Right? We give it, we send it to you. We take an initiative and we give you what you need to place an order, whereas... Digital alone too often stops. You know, Cabela's, when we worked with them, they would stop. They would religiously stop mailing people a catalog after a year. And the biggest problem was if you bought a fishing item late in the spring after the fishing season, then you would get uh, like 11 more catalogs before you get back to the fishing season. And then if you didn't order right away on that particular book or two that you got about fishing if you let the season go by because i don't know why you had enough fishing lures no one ever does but if you did um you would never get another catalog from cabela's they would send you a postcard saying hey would you like a catalog but i mean they just didn't mind that that treasure trove at all and so we helped them do that we helped them we helped them figure out that some of those buyers were worth way more than the new buyers they were getting from some special or some other uh, some a- other rented lists. So you don't want to put up friction. You don't even want to stop assisting your customers. You really want to go that extra mile and assist them. So let's look at what Netflix is up to. Netflix, it's according to this article in Media Post, password sharing is costing streamers, which are Netflix, $25 billion per year, okay? Start your own Netflix for free today. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't, you won't be able to keep watching. That's basically what it says here. <laughs> okay, now I chip in on my daughter's Netflix, but I can tell you this. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't watch Netflix. You're not, just because you're being, just because you clamp down, because after all, and here's a good point, it says, uh, for years, video senders here uh, ignored, and this is beyond family. I'm I'm family, you know, I gave a lot to that kid, so she's letting me use that, Um, but Netflix Terms of Service say passwords should not be shared beyond subscribers' household. Well, does that mean IP address? We have two routers in my house (laughs) which have different IPs because one is on a wide area network. So that that could be, we could be violating it even with people that live in our house. (laughs) And we have the bonus pack or whatever, which allows more than one device, but not that many devices, you know, just something like that. So... Uh, and, and Netflix basically says that you, you, but household is not defined. Okay. So, you know, my kids come over for dinner. I think it's a fair trade, but just because you clamp down does not mean you're going to get my, my support. In fact, you're almost for sure not going to get my support, right? Cause that's the way it is. So don't think that just because you clamp down, it means that you're going to gain all that money that you think is getting stolen. It's not stolen. We're abiding by your terms and conditions, and when we set it up, grandfathered, when we set it up at the time, the, the, uh, the kid was there at our house. So you know, they come and go and they come back again. So and but this was funny, ages thirteen to twenty four, I don't have any of those anymore. 64 and 78 percent so if you're 24 years old you're sharing with somebody so just let's just imagine that you can clamp down on that well you know there's other streaming services there's a lot of other ways to get content and you know what there's plenty of content and a password shared is not necessarily a subscription lost that's the good part about this article right nor does thwarting unauthorized password sharers mean they will be, can be converted to paid subscribers. Ah, uh, yeah, all of those things. So what's up with Netflix? Well, we're going to find out. Over here, Ritson says, if you wonder why wondering why Netflix wants to stop password sharing, it's about the funnels. Okay. They'd been relatively benign. They said it was not necessarily bad for business they were just getting, they wanted everybody to get a taste of it. They wanted it to, to get shared because they wanted other others to, in, to uh, here, this is from Netflix. We love people sharing Netflix, right? Using the example of parents, parents and children. And it even keeps track of us on that account. There's parent site. I mean, we have a login that's for us and My kid, one kid has a login for another one. I think there might be another kid on there, but there, you know, it's all family. It's not like we're wide area networking, Let Netflix through the neighborhood. Okay. And now they're going with this. If you don't live with the owner, then, you know, nuts to you. Here it is right here. Again, if you don't live with the owner on this account, you need your own account to keep watching. Or what? Are you going to shoot yourself in the foot? You know. History's littered with companies shooting themselves in the foot. You know, look at pennies alienated their entire customer base almost. You know, regular families with children in order to reach out to a market that was like a very, very small percentage uh, of upside potential. There was like zero upside potential. It made no sense, but no testing, no nothing. Right now, Netflix at least is testing it, okay? But they're thinking of rolling it out globally in the near future. So if, you're, if you see this pop up, you tell them, no, I'd rather just, you just leave me alone, okay? That's what I'd say. Okay, the answer is, Netflix is a, why the shift to authoritarian issuer of stern warnings? Well, basically, they can see the end of the runway. They got such a big penetration. It's more than 60% in the UK of households have Netflix. Okay, so uh, total households, watch video streaming, 47%. Watch Netflix, subscribe to Netflix. There's a differential there. Subscribe to Netflix plus plus and And uh, I guess this is a net. I don't know what NPS means. I did when I read this the first time. But basically it says that almost all the households watching had some form of video streaming and were also watching Netflix back in 2019. So the only opportunity for Netflix is the 20% of the market for uh, who watch Netflix but don't pay for it. Right. But, you know, when a company gets mean, sometimes they lose more than they gain. And that's something to be thinking about. You know, you'd be better off probably with acquisitions. Netflix, almost eighty percent of the customer base already signed up for a, a higher has already signed up for a higher tier. So you can't upgrade them, not in not upgrading to Netflix. You know, Netflix has gone downhill a lot. Oh, by the way, they used to have movies. Now they just have shows. Which the problem with the show is you can go on forever. You, you never go to bed. <laughs> you know. What, what, what did we watch? Something Hotel, the Grand Hotel, you know, with, with uh, voiceovers. It was hilarious. Alicia. Gracias, Alicia. That's how they said it. Thank you. Thanks to the increasing market activity and handy little global pandemic, households in the UK signed up, for, up in the millions for Netflix. Okay, so you got a big boost in 2020, and now you're beyond the 60th percentile, which means you got nowhere to go but level. And that's why a great company would do acquisition, but a dumb company will start bopping down on the customers. Okay, so here's 79% watch Netflix. And if you count the borrowers, 61 plus borrowers, 61, subscribe to Netflix, right? 49% share it. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And there are some families that will simply never sign up. I'm kind of in that mode. I like YouTube. I watch farming videos, bee videos, and and. Warm water, blue water sailing videos, and I have plenty. I can't keep them all watched, and they're like real life. Watched one last night where they were out in 55 knot winds, which are like 60 mile an hour winds, and uh, with a baby on board, a, like a one and a half year old or something. And when she first started trying to walk, she would just get knocked around the cabin. It was sort of sad, kind of pathetic watching this kid fall down, get knocked down by the waves, and then get up again and knock down. She's doing better now, but I'm thinking by the time she's like two and a half or three, she's going to be like a cat. You can't knock her down for anything. She's going to be, she's going to have some phenomenal balance. Uh, It's just, it's amazing. Which brings me up to, we're having a meetup next week. I think it's just a week from today. Uh, On Tuesday, the the 13th, is it? The 13th? And, well, it's the 13th, whatever. And here's the link. I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to push push it through there. I think it went to YouTube and Periscope, but Periscope doesn't work. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you just got the link, which is um, wdma.org slash events slash spring dash breakout dash meetup. No problem. But if you just go to wdma.org. Uh, you can get there, and you can see there's kind of a beige box that l- the printing didn't come through. And there's, you know, if you fix that, then you wreck LinkedIn, and it's like a mess. But they said we're gonna we're gonna try a smaller one. But anyway, so Netflix's f- funnel is telling them what to do. But like I said, they'd be better off with acquisition, keep everybody happy, and give us something else, a totally different experience. I'm not sure what. Buy up somebody. Buy Disney. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.